Well, well, well. Beautiful people. It is Wednesday. And you know what time it is. It is the best damn wrestling podcast. I'm your humble host, Brian Renegade. And with me, I have the best damn crew. I have Mr. Boots the Asses himself. The grapple expert. The king of the ring. Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. Yo, yo, yo. What up, what up, what up? Why are you always so animated and we just be standing here like... We 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 man, man, I just got this energy, we, we man. I just I just give all my energy to the show, fellas. I just give it to the show. Y'all can give it back anytime you want to. <laughs> hey, what's up. going on, good people? What's going on? Next up, we have the dawn of the best damn wrestling podcast. This man is so hard working. He's doing two things at the same time. He's doing a photo shoot and the podcast at the same damn time. He's a renaissance man, an entrepreneur, a photographer, and a world dominator. Everybody put your hands together for the great L.P. What's going on? What's going on? All right. And next, we have the salt and the spices. Huh? Some people call him the pastry chef pimp. The best uh, chef in Phoenix, Arizona. Give it up to Chef. Showtime! What's happening? What's good? What's good? What's good? We are the best damn crew and the best damn wrestling podcast. Thank you for joining us. You could be anywhere in the world, but you ain't right here watching your boys, and we appreciate it. If you're listening to us online, uh, on Pandora, Spotify, you can even say Alexa. Play the best damn wrestling podcast and she will play your voice. And you can listen to us each and every Wednesday. We in season two of this thing, episode two, if you want to check us out. Fellas, let me go around the board. How you guys doing? Let me go, Mr. Everything. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm chilling. You know, it's gone for work. So... Nothing big going on over here. Well, nothing I can I can talk about yet. But you know, whenever stuff starts coming in, coming into light, I'll let you guys know what's going on. What's going on, uh, Mister Everything? Uh, his schedule is being full this year. You guys will see some surprises with Mister Everything coming in this new year. We're so excited about that. Uh, the resident wrestler of the best damn wrestling podcast. We salute you, sir. Uh, LPZ, what's happening on? What's happening yeah. on? I don't I, What's going on? Same thing. Same man, you know, trying to rob Peter to pay Paul, as the old folks used to say. Oh, man. That's uh, all good, man. Just don't get locked <laughs> up. You know what I'm saying? But if you do, I got half of your bail money, about 10% of it. <laughs> Chef, showtime. <laughs> What's happening, partner? What's going on? Shit, nothing really. Just getting ready for the, uh, the Super Bowl thing. Oh, man. Yeah, that's right. The Super Bowl is in Phoenix this year. Uh, they got parties going everywhere. Shaq got a party. Grump got a party. Everybody got a party. So the city is going to be lit and live in the desert. 
uh, and I'm excited about that myself. Uh, fellas, it's good seeing y'all. Man, it's been a crazy-ass week in wrestling. So let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, fellas and beautiful people, you know what my favorite thing is. It's Hot Topics. Whew. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and get into the wrestling news because the wrestling world is all ablaze right now. Uh, it's a lot of things happening, and I want to get you guys' opinion on it. Uh, it's been some... Uh, some good news and some bad news. Uh, one of the uh, things that happened is Vince McMahon being elected as the new executive chairman of the WWE Board of Directors. LP, you said he was coming back. I said it. Come back. I want to get your thoughts on Vince McMahon. Now back in the driver's seat in WWE. Ah, you know, when I said he was coming back, I knew he was coming back because the thing with Vince, he was not going to, he going to leave on his terms. You're not going to force him out and he just never was going to come <clears> back. <throat> he was always going to come back in some form. So, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing. Because you already know, I already said it ain't, it ain't Triple H ain't done but so much. It ain't been that much difference between Vince's reign and Triple H's reign, other than NXT call up. The NXT people about to go back to the house though, so <laughs> <laughs> they they might they might be packing their bag. But uh, I get I guess we'll see. I mean, maybe Vince's ego he gonna take full he gonna take full he going full throttle. He's not gonna easily go in there. So we gonna have to sit back and see. Uh, WWE is Vince McMahon's life work, man. And I, I, we're all creators. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's hard to, to let something that you put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and dedication into, and then all of a sudden, sudden giving up to somebody else. If I'm the, if I'm the CEO of my company, I'm going to feel some type of way if my board vote me out. Like, I created this. The reason you have a job is because of me. This man has no. all of the all of no. the rights to kind of feel that way, uh, Mister Everything. Seems like you got something to say. What do you think about Vince McMahon being back in the driver's seat as CEO of the WWE? <clears throat> Charlie, first first of all, we need to, we we need to stop it. Stop it. It's not his. It's his father's. Okay. His father started off with Vince. His father started it all. Okay. Vince ain't starting nothing. He took it from his daddy, and now his daughter is taking it from him. It's only right. It's where it's supposed to go. It's the circle of life that I wanted. Mufasa fell from the cliff. Let Simba take over and do what he's supposed to do. Okay? Uh, Stephanie McMahon is taking over Pride Rock. And, and <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, Simba ran away. Now with Shane McMahon. Uh, let let, let uh, Kiara <laughs> take over now. Okay? Um... Man, uh, I kind of, I kind of side with uh, LP on this a little bit. Um, with the Triple H being really done anything, it's no big difference between Triple H and Vince McMahon. But this ain't gonna make it no better. You know what I mean? It, it's time for some new faces, some new, new ideas. Vince is, is keeping those same old, old ideas, and it ain't, it ain't going nowhere. So, should have stayed at the house. 
let the new new breed and new and let his take over and and keep it going. Man, Chef, how you feel about this man uh, being the executive chairman of WWE? Again? Uh, uh, I want him to go back and leave because I got a feeling he gonna fire all the people Triple H brought back. That's I have a feeling of doing. Like I ain't gonna see no more Brock Lesnar. No, no, I mean, uh, Braun Strowman. No more of the Fiend. That's just gonna be boring, man. Like he gonna make it real boring to me. I, I can't do it no more. I think Vince had said. I think Vince had said uh, that he really listens and takes advice from the people that surround him. And as a as a smart <laughs> businessman, the, the thing to do is to take. Uh, to listen to the people who work for you, right? Who's in those positions. That's what he said. I don't know if he's actually going to take advice from people, but to be honest with you, there's this, these rumors swirling, uh, swirling around right now that the WWE is for sale. And that's the big news going on right now. They have some huge buyers right now uh, that's, that's trying to uh, possibly get in the race to buy WWE. Um, one of the ones that's making huge headlines is a, a Saudi Arabia trust fund uh, that's that's trying to buy the WWE. They're trying to buy it, yeah. man. That's a lot of it's a lot of implications with that. I want to see what you guys think about uh, a possible new buyer for the WWE. We also have Disney, uh, who has their uh, some interest in WWE. Also Fox. Uh, Peacock is there, you know, the WWE Network is on Peacock. So it's it's a lot of interest to actually buy the WWE. If the WWE is bought, for instance, if Saudi Arabia, the, the trust fund, if they, if they buy the WWE, what implications does that have for the company and the product moving forward? And do you guys see any wrestlers uh kind of protesting against that and possibly leaving the company if the news is true uh that a saudi arabia uh financial company has bought the wwe let me shoot that question over to chef chef showtime what do you think brother <laughs> if saudi arabia buys wwe say goodbye to all the sexy nobody want to watch WWE because most of the dudes I can say 75% of the dudes watch it to watch the females wrestle in them little skimpy outfits to see what they wear. And what Saudi Arabia get, they're gonna have to be covered up. And you know, WWE's a, you know what I mean? They they sell sex appeal. You know what I mean? They gonna take it away from them, they're gonna lose money. So I hope they don't do it. You know, Disney do it, they're gonna turn it, uh, they, they might turn it down a little bit, but they ain't gonna take all of it away. Yeah, uh, I, I think that there will be some major changes if, if the Saudi Arabia uh, company does buy the WWE. I think a lot of people would uh, kind of revolt against that. I'm not sure what that means for the women's division of WWE. And also some people who uh, are not too favorable with the Saudi Arabian government, like a Sami Zayn. What does that mean for Sami Zayn? Sami Zayn uh, just missed uh, Crown Jewel uh, because of his personal views. Uh, so, if this company does buy, I'm, I'm trying to see what implications does that have for some of the wrestlers. Mr. Everything, you've wrestled for companies before. 
What does it mean as a, a talent to have a new company buy over the company that currently has your contract? Does that make the wrestlers excited that there might be some changes or are you scared for your job and your position as a wrestler? Um, truthfully, every day you're afraid for your job as a wrestler because mm -hmm. you got so much talent out there that can come in and take your spot. Um, and you got, <clears throat> when you have someone new come in and take over the company, you have to think about, okay, are they going to keep me the way I am? Do they have their eyes set on somebody else and bring somebody in new? Um, so many different things. And Vince talking about selling the company is saying that he's above the company. And they always say nobody is above WWE. And it's dumb. It's a stupid move to me. Why would you why would you fight to come back to be whatever position you are for your company and then turn around and sell it? Why not just stay home, keep it in the family so that way the money is constantly coming to the family? This it makes no sense. As far as Sami Zayn goes, he's Syrian. Okay? That's the issue between him and Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia and Syria has always been butted heads. It's always been a conflict between the two countries. So that's the issue with him. The women are not going to have a say-so. They're not going to have any type of TV time, no views, no nothing. You can forget about the LGBTQ community. You can forget about the New Day because ain't too much black people who's going to be doing anything. So who's left? You're not going to have too many people left. So it's a dumb move to go to Saudi Arabia. It's a dumb move to sell the company altogether. Because you, you, it, it makes no sense. Why come back just to sell the company? Give it to your daughter and her husband. Let them do what they're going to do. And you sit back and collect checks. That's it. Uh, I think a little bit of the reintroduction of Vince McMahon, to I think it's, he came back to kind of close this deal. I believe that they had re uh, relationships with the Saudi Arabian government to be able to produce uh, at least one or two shows a year over in that country and we're talking about money money like billions billions type money uh to produce shows in wwe uh over in, in saudi arabia <clears throat> so i believe that vince probably came back to help close that deal and i believe that the saudi arabian government wanted vince there because they had working relationships with the vince mcmahon uh i may be wrong that just seems logical to me because if you have a working relationship with somebody and then they put somebody in there new, I'm going to want to work with the person that I, I close to deal with that I worked with before. Um, and I think that's where they're going with that. Um, real quick, go ahead, Mr. Everything. Okay, so if they're, if riddle me this if you're getting paid billions to do two shows a year for this country. Why would you sell it for one long stop? You're making more money to a, a year to do two shows than you would do selling the entire company to them. Then at, at, at the end of the day, the money's going right back to Saudi Arabia. It's not going to go to the talent. It's not going to go to the company. It's going right back to the country. So why sell it if, if, if you make more money keeping the company, do two shows a year and keep it pushing? Uh, you got a point on that, man. I'm not sure why they quite want to sell the company. Uh, I, like I said, I would I would want to keep that in the family. I mean, uh, but 
Paul slash Triple H, he will remain head of creative. Um, and I'm going to go into uh, another uh, co-CEO who, who just stepped down. But I want to get LP started on this whole thing, man. What do you think about uh, this whole this whole ordeal? I know most people like, why would Vince do it? People have been doing it, but all of, look at uh, Bob Johnson. I think it was Bob Johnson that created BET. He sold BET for billions. He didn't pass it down to his family members. He could have kept making money. He sold it for a billion. So best believe Vince is about done. And Vince is trying to get that last payout. And then I think he's just going to be done with it completely. I, I don't think he cares about wrestling, the future. I don't think he cares about none of it. I think he wants to get his money. And then he's like, I don't give a damn what y'all do because I think... I, I don't think he loves the company. Like a lot of people want to be like Vince, Vince, Vince. Vince doesn't care about the employees that you already know, and he doesn't. He doesn't really care about what happens after he leaves. Like if he was to die right now, like a lot of people probably <laughs> was hoping that something would have happened to him. Uh, he he's back and he's he's back like a disgruntled. He probably like look, y'all try to put me out of y'all try to put me out of my company. Y'all try to make me retire. Over some me trying to get some booty, basically what he's trying to damn do. <laughs> and y'all gonna take me, my company, and make me leave. Y'all think I'm gonna let y'all get away with it? So now I'm gonna come back. I call my boys up. We gonna we gonna take we gonna we gonna take over this thing. Saudi Arabia's gonna buy it. Like if you if I've been keeping up with it most of the day, it's not sold yet, but they're still in the they're still in the runners of it. And right. no matter who buys it, even if Disney bought it, it's not gonna be the same product. It's not going to be the same product regardless. Even if Triple H is running or whatever. It's like everybody knows it's going to be a lot of changes. Um, they have, Saudi Arabia has no business putting on a series that takes place in the United States. Like They have no idea how to put on something that takes place here. Um, so it, it sounds, and it sounds crazy too, but if, if you're a wrestling fan, which everybody is, Let's say they take over and they make it horrible. People still gonna watch it and complain about it. Look at yeah. look at wrestling now. So just like the people that work there, they can be upset. But if you're the jobs where y'all work right now, if Saudi Arabia came and took it over, there'd be some changes. But you're not gonna quit because of that. You're gonna work a little bit and see how it goes. Some of them wrestlers gonna dip, but to think all of them are gonna dip, we all got jobs we hate and people we hate on our jobs that run them. Most of most of the companies we work for are ran by racists. <laughs> if you want to keep it a book, so I don't think everybody's going to dip out and leave. Somebody like Sammy or something like that, I can see that some of the women will still be there because it's their job. They don't know nothing. They don't have nothing else to do. Everybody's not going to AEW. Right. I mean, I really feel like if Tony Khan had the money, Tony Khan would try to buy it. I don't know what kind of money he's talking about. Tony Khan got some bread and he's paying attention to this, so. I don't know if Tony Khan got that kind of bread, but he got he got some bread. So, I mean, too bad a lot of the wrestlers ain't got money. They could come together and buy it, but you know, I don't, I don't think none of the wrestlers got money. Like you know, like talking about to even do that. But uh, somebody's gonna buy it, and I really think it's gonna be Saudi Arabia. I just don't see nobody else that really wants to get into the business of wrestling. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Movie. With this Disney. What you say, Chef? 
I said What'd you I say? got a feeling most likely I got a I got a feeling the most likely is gonna be Disney because they they own part of Peacock. So they have more money in stake than anybody else. Cause you already know what's because you know, and when, if they get hired by Disney, it's not gonna be a lot changed. All they might do is blur out the cussing. That's it, that's all, but everything else might stay the same. Um, to be honest with you, I can really see Disney buying the WWE. That is not far-fetched at all. Disney bought Marvel. Um, Disney owns a lot. Disney yeah. owns ESPN. Damn thing. Disney, listen to me. Disney owns ESPN. They own most of the news stations in the United States. A good portion of them. Disney has power, power. So if Disney wanted to buy the WWE, they very well could buy the WWE, keep the product the same, or they can, you know, scale it down a little bit for for uh, for profitability. But you'll definitely see a lot of crossovers. I think Disney has the ability to buy the WWE. Do I want to see it? No, because I want a, a semi-adult product to watch. I don't want to go back to uh, the PG era. Um, I like a little grittiness. I like a little bit of edge, and and that's what uh, it gives you. So, hopefully, I would I would think that you know Fox or you know possibly USA since they have a long standing uh, relationship with the WWE. Um, but I do not want to see uh, the Saudi Arabian company by the WWE because I don't know what that's going to look like, and I think a lot of people will not uh, go along with that. Uh, speaking yeah, like, of big news, see, oh. Sorry, go ahead, yeah. go ahead, Jeff. Uh, go ahead. Like, like, if Disney buy it, think about Pirates of the Caribbean. That's a little gritty. They show a little semi nudity. So I think it might stay the same, but they might just not. But you know, the Pirates of the Caribbean, they never cuss in none of the scenes, but they show a little, you know, something. Well, well, Disney also has. Uh, you know, they have series like Jessica Jones. With Jessica Jones was, you know, that that's that's a very uh adult show. <laughs> so, you know, they can carry Jessica Jones. I'm pretty sure that they can carry a WWE product. I mean, we ain't talking about W uh, we ain't not talking about attitude era WWE. We're talking about this new profitable uh company. But I think they're gonna try to take it private. If they do take it private, I don't know what that means. Hell, I got I got shares in WWE, so I'm not sure what that means for shareholders also. Uh, you know, so we'll, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll definitely see. Um, also, going along with the McMahon news, man, Stephanie McMahon has stepped down uh, and resigned from her co-CEO position. Stephanie McMahon has been a figurehead in the WWE for years. Uh, as long as I can kind of remember, man, uh, especially uh, during the Attitude Era, Stephanie was a, was a fixture on TV. Um, and her resigning, I'm not sure if it's because of a deal that they're trying to strike up. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know why she would resign so so quickly. You know, I mean, she just kind of took the position not a couple of months ago, and now she's resigning, and um, you know. Nick Khan, he's 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 now the CEO of the WWE right now. Uh so so um 
I want to see what you guys think about Stephanie McMahon stepping down from her role as co-CEO. Uh, let me go LP. Uh, I think the fact that uh, I think when Stephanie uh, the moment Stephanie stepped down it showed you that it was a little bit more to it than what everybody because she stepped down before this news broke. She stepped down I think the day before or a couple days before whatever it, before it broke. So I think her stepping down really shows it's a lot of turmoil uh, with the whole entire situation. And a female not being in charge, Saudi Arabia coming in the picture, that kind of that kind of correlates a little bit if you're really paying attention. Yeah, um, they do. Like, you know, we don't whatever's going on been in the work for a while, and people backstage and stuff. They they probably I remember when my old job shut down, we knew a lot of stuff that was going on. So some of the wrestlers might know something, a majority of them probably don't. But you know, every some of them know something. You know, it's it's a, it's a job. So some people know something, but Stephanie stepping down definitely uh, is because of this whole deal, where whether it is or not, because it's supposed to be her company. And where is Shane? Like, really, does, does Shane not have a Twitter or anything? Like, where has Shane been through all of this? Like, I just, I'm very interested. I have not seen one word. I guess he just sitting back with his kids laughing, I guess, and be like, I don't give a damn what's going on. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stay here and wait, because you would think he would pop up somewhere uh, in the midst of all this stuff. I'm hoping that Shane almost does like a WCW thing when they had the angle where he bought WCW and he was like, hey, Dad, <laughs> I kind of want to see that. You know, he kind of take take the uh, take the company right from under Triple H and, and uh, Vince McMahon. I'll, I think that would be interesting if, if Shane did step in, but we we're talking about billions of dollars. I think they're trying to sell it for around six billion, if I'm not mistaken, um, which is a lot of money. And I'm not. I'm, I'm really interested to see who buys it and where this whole thing goes. Uh, but Stephanie McMahon, I want to see Mr. Everything. What do you think about Stephanie McMahon stepping down? Oh man, I, I truthfully don't know what. I, I I have no idea what's going on, and I'm trying to figure out. Where is Nick Khan in all this? Like, right. what, what is, where is his mindset? Where is his decision-making throughout this entire process? Um, what kind of conversations have is being had between Stephanie and Triple H? You know, they're, they're married. So yeah. what kind of conversations are they having at home? Um, man, it's, it's just a lot, man. It's a lot. And it's... it's it's a lot for me as a wrestler because uh, everybody's goal is to make it to the WWE. Everybody. You know, it don't, it, I don't care what you say or how you go about your, your day-to-day. You can talk as much trash about WWE as you want. If they called you today and said, hey, we want to give you $100,000 to come wrestle or whatever, $250 million, you'll jump up and go and do that opportunity because you get slumming on the indies, or you can go make some big money at WWE. If you don't make it too long on WWE, you come back to the Indies and make, and make more money than what you were doing before you, before you left. So it's it's a lot on the the entire indie community right now. Um, more so because if Saudi Arabia does buy it, mm-hmm. you're going to have a, a overcrowding of talent on the independence. Because if you're going to have talent that's going to leave, 
or is going to get fired or whatever and where they all going to go most of them going to go to the indies some of them will try to do aew a lot of them could collectively come together and form their own company but how long is that going to last with everybody's egos and ideas and you know their way of thinking clashing together so Right. Man, I don't know what's going. I don't. I don't know what to think. It's definitely stepping down. It's it's a lot. It's a lot, bro. Oh man, Chef, what do you think? Step. What do you think about Stephanie McMahon stepping down from her role as co CEO? Uh, that's it's crazy. Because like you guys was talking just talking about, I have a feeling. Because I know basically all everybody in the McMahon family has shares in WWE. They have to pay out everybody in the company. I have a feeling, like you guys said, Shane will pull, pull the rabbit out of the hat and take the company. Because I don't think they're going to, Shane's not going to let it get, nobody's going to let it get to Saudi Arabia. Because everybody knows it's Saudi Arabia. It's going to get watered down even more than what it is. Nobody's going to watch it. You're gonna lose a lot of you're gonna lose a lot of viewers. Then what they gonna do is scrap it, name it something else. Because how they gonna control all the people that live in the U.S.? What they gonna make a move out that way so they can shoot a show every Monday somewhere out there in Saudi Arabia? You know, it's, it's... I'll, I'll put it like this: If Saudi Arabia does buy WWE. You can see at WrestleMania, we will have a new undisputed universal champion. It's Monsoor. 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 What's his name? Mousse? Mousse? Monsoir? Yeah. Gender. Real quick, guys. Um, I just happened to pull up Twitter, and this man is now being sued in a class action lawsuit um, by a shareholder who from Delaware who says um, he's accusing uh, Vince McMahon of wielding his 81% voting control to impose his will Ooh. on WWE illegally. Uh, this this is gonna this is big. A, a lot of this is gonna just. I man, listen, this is getting bad. This is getting bad really fast. Ooh. I I don't I don't know. I don't even know what else to say about it. I don't know who put out this uh this lawsuit, but good luck because WWE got a gang of lawyers. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Your little lonely ass lawyer against uh, a whole conglomerate. Let's see how that pans out. But at the same time, though, that's gonna slow down the, the, the buying process because they have to yeah. settle before they can sell it. You know, uh, the guy name the guy's name is Scott Fellows, and the, and apparently he has eighty one percent control. And Vince McMahon is, is taking away his uh his withholdings. Yeah, it's, it's going to hold the, the buying process. Man, this is big news, fellas. This is this is like life changing news for a lot of people, man. And I I didn't see in my lifetime that I didn't think that Vince would ever sell his company, but I, I got a few 
uh, speculate ideas on why he might want to do it. But they put him in the role. That role was fast as hell. You know what I mean? That was a, I was a fast uh, kind of shoot him into that position so that they can close this deal. That's what it kind of seems like to me. Uh, but I hope that, you know, the pieces that are already there kind of remain. I mean, some people have already been fired. I believe like, well, five people since Vince came back got fired. Uh, so he already started the trend before he even sat in the seat of firing people, man, uh, and getting them off. So, Hey man, we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Uh, I'm both happy and sad that Vince is back because, like, you know, I don't, I don't know what that means for people who came back for a Triple H, or people who came back for, uh, you know, uh, the the the, uh, the coaches that they have uh, and the producers that they have. I, I don't know what that's going to look like within the next couple of, of months. But, fellas, we shall see. Uh, let's, uh, we got some little happy news. Let's go happy news real quick. Uh, because this seems to be the season for love. And I see everybody getting engaged and getting happy. And I want to say a warm congratulations to your boy Ricochet for officially proposing to his long-term girlfriend, uh, Samantha Irvine, uh, who is a WWE announcer. Uh, and you can see Ricochet right there getting on, on one knee uh, with, with, the, with the heeled boots. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Proposing to his old lady. I, I, I love to see it. Um, love is in the air, fellas. Uh, how you feel about Ricochet finally popping the question? Uh, let me go over to Mr. Everything. Uh, congratulations to them both. Um, I'm not sure how long they've been together, but hey, man, it looks like that woman makes him happy. He makes her happy. They had a little um, nice little segment during SmackDown with the whole Mistletoe thing and Braun Strowman um, meat slapping <laughs> Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look. That entire segment messed me up. I don't know why Braun felt the need to be dry humping that man while he was kissing that woman, but whatever. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> congratulations, Ricochet and, and Miss Irvin. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, don't you love to see it? Love is in the air, Chef. What do you think about Ricochet popping the question to his old lady? <laughs> that was a surprise to me. <laughs> 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 it was very much a surprise. Oh man, I think they look good together, man. They they're a cute little couple, man. Yeah, uh, let me go to the to the the cupid of the best damn wrestling podcast. LP, what do you think about your boy Ricochet popping the question? Uh, as a man who's been married for three years now, I would say, uh, don't do it, bro. Like, stop. <laughs> 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 I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Right. <laughs> I think his career about to start popping a little bit, so this might be the time for him to go ahead and do it. I think his career about to start popping. I might be wrong. Uh, his whole Saudi thing might be changing that because ain't Ricochet black. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he might <laughs> his stock might be going down. <laughs> No more hurt business. The damn hurt business is about to get back together. 
Ah, uh, don't say that. Because I'm 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 happy to see that. And I'm be hurt. I'm gonna cry in the car if they don't come back together. I'm serious. <laughs> it's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be ugly. Uh, but anyway, man, uh, congratulations, Ricochet, on your new love. We love love, don't we, fellas? Yeah, we love love. They ain't going to say it, but we love <laughs> <laughs> We love love. Love is in the air, man. Uh, speaking of love, man, I want to shine some light because we do wrestling and entertainment uh, and other sports for you guys who uh, are just checking out the show for the first time on all platforms. But I would be remiss if I did not give some love and appreciation to the beautiful, vivacious Angela Bassett, uh, who won Best Supporting Actress uh, for her role in Wakanda Forever, the Black Panther series. Uh, I just watched the movie last night for the first time. Um, I thought the movie was great. I think that Angela Bassett did an amazing job in that movie. Uh, and she deserved to win that award, man. Uh, Black excellence at its highest peak. Uh, let me go around the room. Fellas, what did you think about, first of all, what did you think about Wakanda Forever, the movie, and how do you feel about um, Angela Bassett winning Best Supporting Actress for her role as Queen Ma? Let me go with uh, Mr. Everything. Uh, I mean, it's a great job. Uh, Angela Bassett has always been an amazing actress, an amazing woman, amazing humanitarian. Um, she really slayed that role in Wakanda Forever. So, congratulations, Miss Bassett. Uh, gorgeous woman, beautiful mind, and amazing talent. Right on, right on. LP, uh, listen, you are the, the Marvel DC. Guru, how do you feel about uh, how do you feel like the movie Wakanda Forever stood against the first one, the first Black Panther movie? And how do you feel about Angela Bassett winning Best Supporting Actress? Uh, number one, shame on you for taking that long to see damn the second Black Panther since you just saw it last week. Shame <laughs> on you. That's opening, that's opening weekend stuff, bro. Not no, not no damn two months later. It, it was, but, you know, I had to pick and choose when I went and go see it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought the movie was great. I think they did good for what they had to work with. I I was against them uh, killing off Black Panther. Uh, T'Challa, I still am. They should have just recasted him. I love the brother, but they should have recasted him. Um, Chadwick, Chadwick passed away, not T'Challa. You know, we have a lot of other heroes that... We got 50 Batman, 60 Spider-Man, 37 other people. So we should have kept that. But other than that, I'm, I'm glad the way they finessed it. Uh, Angela Bassett never had deserved her Golden Globe. It's sad that she just not winning one. She, uh, <laughs> we can look at plenty of roles, like from Louis Lug got to do with it and everything. She should have been one. But I'm glad that she got it. Um, hopefully she'll win something else. I think she is, she is the first Marvel character to ever win a Golden Globe as well. Nobody else has won a Golden Globe, um, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a first for Marvel. Um, that role that she played, first of all, the movie, the whole movie was based off of feelings and emotions. It made you feel some type of way. You don't, you wasn't just watching the movie. You were all in your emotions, all up and down the whole movie. Um, 
and I and I enjoyed it. Um, they, I agree with you. They should recast the role of T'Challa. Uh, one of my favorite series of all time is Spartacus, and I remember in the uh, first season, the actor who played Spartacus died, and then they replaced him uh, for the rest of the seasons, and it kind of just blended in, and you kind of you kind of almost forgot about the first guy, but he was so good that uh, the second guy that came in, he had big shoes to fill, and he he did a great job for that. And for those who haven't seen the movie yet, if you watch, wait till the end credits, there's a little spoiler, so possibly they might be going somewhere with that. Now, I'm not going to tell it because I don't know who's seen the movie or not. Uh, but if you guys, was that? Everybody saw it but you. Okay, well, uh, T'Challa got a kid. So, uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, he got a kid, and his name is T'Challa, too. So, uh, we'll see how, where that goes, man, uh, um, in, in that particular movie. But I think Angela Bassett did a great job. And if they do recast uh, the character of Black Panther or uh, T'Challa, um, I would like to see that. I just hope that whoever... Uh, steps into those shoes can be able to feel that because those are some huge shoes to feel in a chat with Bozeman. Chef Showtime, how do you feel about Queen Mother winning Best Supporting Actress? I was, I was happy. You know what I mean? Was, she did a good job in the movie. You feel me? But like they, you guys said, they shouldn't have killed off, you know, the Black Panther. I, cause you know, if we got all these multiverses, they could have went to a different multiverse and brought back Killmonger as a Black Panther. You know, cause that's his cousin. You know, they kind of did a little bit in the movie. Yeah, um, but, you know, that's, that's yeah. you know, she's like, I'm not like my brother. <laughs> so you're like Killmonger, you you gotta kill either, you know? Yeah. Come on, yeah. like they could have brought Killmonger back. Like, oh, we saved him. He's just been in prison for like forever and he taken after his cousin. I can see that. But I just didn't like me, to be honest, I don't like how the whole movie played out. They made they made they made because if you every year if you watch the end, you see what the, the guys tell them, like, yeah, we got them right where we want them. No. You saw say you just set black people up for failure? Is that what they're saying? <laughs> You kill, you kill uh, mama, let you survive, and you go come back and kill me next. Uh, it was a lot of death in that movie, man. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize we were gonna see as many funerals as we did uh, watching that. But um, like I said, for anybody who hasn't seen it, I don't want to spoil it all the way. Uh, but <laughs> but um, if you guys have an opportunity, please go and check out Wakanda Forever. Um, that was a great movie, and Angela Bassett definitely deserved that uh, Golden Globes award that she won, uh, and she looked so so good. Listen, let me put up the picture again, because it's hard to believe that this woman is, what, 63 years old? 63 <laughs> years old. You know what I'm saying? Look at that, Pete. <laughs> she looked good. She, is a she milk. looked good last night, boy. You know what I'm saying? Black don't crack it. That's what to say. Just something like it. <laughs> oh, man. So, fellas, 
let's go ahead and, and go Seven over. What's that? Oh, let's go ahead and go over the uh, the shows, man. Uh, on SmackDown, uh, Charlotte Flair, the new women's champion, uh, had a match <laughs> on uh, on Friday night, man, with the Sonya Deville just coming into the ring and challenging uh, Charlotte Flair, shooting her shot, pretty much. She's just like, hey, you, you up here, you know, go ahead and give me an opportunity. And she got her opportunity. <laughs> and she decided to destroy Sonya Deville in that ring. Let me go around the room. I want to see what you guys thought about uh, the Charlotte Flair versus Sonya Deville fight. Uh, and what's next for Charlotte Flair? Let me go LP. You could already tell. They don't have nothing. They're not going to have nothing for Charlotte to do, just like they didn't have nothing for Ronda to do. Until they change up these lineups, Sonya Deville, come on now. Out of all the people, they could at least brought Liv Morgan out. At least Liv Morgan being relevant the last couple of months. But, but oh, girl, she ain't done. What has she done? The most she done when she was a manager or whatever she was at one point in time. So it's like, if they don't bring different people over that show, it's going to be the exact same thing that Ronda. She just goes, she is a better wrestler than Ronda. Ronda she's going to squash everybody she met, uh, goes against. But <laughs> Becky, I think Becky, I think Becky needs to go over there. Because, like, somebody has to go Because Becky ain't got nothing going over there at all. Let Bailey, let Bailey be over there on Raw. Let Bianca be over there on Raw. Uh, who else can stay over there? Uh, I think um, Darkness Chick, whatever. She need to go with uh, Darkness Chick. Uh, <laughs> what's name? Uh, Alexa? Alexa? Alexa, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darkness Chick. I was like, who the hell is that? That's a <laughs> I think Alexa needs to go over there. They already hitting this whole. I'm about to tie, tie this Uncle Howdy mess. So I think they uh going toward that now. So she need to go over there too, cause she ain't got nothing going on over the road. Oh man, uh, Chef man, what do you think about the uh, Charlotte Flair versus Sonya Deville fight? And who do you feel like Charlotte Flair's next strong opponent might be? <laughs> Fight. That was a beating. She, she beat that girl badly. But, like, you can see they trying to turn her back into the, like, a, a face. Because she, now she's talking to the, before she wasn't talking to the audience, now she's talking to the audience. So, they going to have to bring out a nice little heel to fight her. And then, that will be Ronda. They're going to bring Ronda about yep. to fight her. You need you need a good baby face, and so since Charlotte has essentially, to me, turned baby face, mm -hmm. you need some you need some competition and some good heels. And there are, I don't know of any good heels on SmackDown other than Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Those are the only two heels. I mean, of course we had Sonya Deville, but she was not a real challenge for Charlotte Flair. Let's be honest. Um, and I like Sonya Deville. I want I want Sonya Deville to do good. She got all the tools, and I'm not sure why she's not that good in the ring. I don't even know what her finisher is, to be honest with you. Um, she don't have any. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what her finisher is, man. So her, her uh, career is a finisher. 
<laughs> so I think I would want to see Charlotte really face some strong competitors, and I think they got they need to go ahead and pull the trigger on this Charlotte Flair versus Shayna Baszler and the Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey later on. Um, I think that Ronda kind of hinted at that she wanted to go after the tag team titles, but we need a shakeup on SmackDown, or we need some some better competition for the women's division. What you got, uh, LP? Uh, y'all know who coming, right? They've been promoting her for weeks. She been and she been training in the military. She been getting her body right. Uh, been, you know, you know they've been, they been pumping. They've been pumping her for like a uh, two months. She's gonna fight who? She's going to show up on SmackDown, and that's who she's gonna show up by attacking Charlotte Flair, and that's how because she's not going to Raw. They put. They have already tried to push her. How many times now? I rather see That's who's coming. She's a new. She's new now. She. She ain't about no games. She been training in the military. She about to beat Charlotte down. Get ready. Lacy, um, Lacy, big Lacy. The the genie has spoken, but I do not want to see that. And I'll be honest with you, I. I was rooting for Lacey, man. When especially when Lacey was in NXT, uh, she was she was really good, man. And then she got to main roster, and she just sucked. Like it, all of her matches were horrible. I didn't. I can't even remember a Lacey Evans match to be honest with you. I knew she was good on the microphone, and she got she had the finishing move, a good finishing move, which ain't nothing but a punch. You know what I'm saying? It's a solid punch, but it's a punch. Let's keep it a buck. Now she has the Cobra Clutch, which I'm interested to see how that kind of acts out. And they're even hinting at uh, the one and only Sergeant Slaughter as possibly being a manager uh, for somebody. And I'm thinking it might be Lacey Evans because she's using his move. So I want to see how that goes and how good she really is. I hope she's been working on her in-ring in ring ability. She can already talk on the microphone. She can already control the crowd's emotions. She just needs better matches, man. And I think if Lacey Evans really had some banger of some matches, then she would submit herself as a real threat on the product. I don't know how I feel about this. You remember she had that, that long, sappy uh, string of... Uh, what you call it, vignettes, where she was, oh, uh, I had a hard life, and uh, I had one can of tuna a day, and I barely survived, and I slept on the floor, like, all that stuff, and I hated watching them vignettes. Every time they came on, I just went to the bathroom and took a little snack break, because I didn't want to see it, but Lacey Evans can talk. She can be a strong character. She can be good. Um, she can go in the ring. She has the ability to, but she hasn't had any really good matches to be able to solidify her as a as a as a as a threat. Go ahead, Mister Everything. She only she only had one good one. It was her and Natalia already in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> that match was horrible. That, I I good. can see them counting and talking, and they were uncomfortable, and they had them them that. Uh, them thick uh, outfits on, and you know it was. It was <laughs> I did not like watching it. She got she got to know somebody because they keep pushing her. Like they this this might be her last chance, but she got to know something on somebody because 
all this stuff y'all said, but look how look how many times I ain't gonna lie now. The whole Southern Belle thing in one minute she can fight, but then she be pretty. That Southern Belle I did really I really like that. I, I thought it was all right. God, it was something different, but they didn't do it right. But you remember they were pushing her for the belt because she fought for the belt. Then she, she fought a couple times. Yeah, she fought Stockholm. She about to beat. She about to beat Charlotte Flair for it. Get ready. No, no, nah, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be Naomi. Yeah, come out of the blue. Uh, I definitely uh, hope not, but we'll see. I mean, like I said, Charlotte needs some strong players, and I think they need to shake up the products a little bit and move some people around. Um, yeah, I just move some things around. Uh, something else that happened on SmackDown that got my attention, fellas, uh, was Roman Reigns addressed Sami Zayn in the ring on Friday. And uh, he was pretty much saying, hey, look, people people know me for calling my shot and winning. Sammy, you called your shot and you lost the match. I didn't lose. Sammy lost. I didn't get pinned. Sammy got pinned. But I'm not used to losing. Losing and the tribal chief's name does not go hand in hand together. So he started to berate Sami Zayn inside the ring until KO came out. And he essentially kind of saved Sami Zayn's face in the ring with the tribal chief. And he was like, hey, Roman, listen, you're talking down on Sami, but you're not mad at Sami. You're mad at me. Um... I thought that was a inter- very interesting segment, and you could see a little cracks starting to form within the bloodline, man. Um, later on, Roman Reigns apologized to Sami Zayn. Uh, and then they started watching uh, the uh, tag team match where everybody, well, Sami had a, a bucket of popcorn. Almost reminded me of Big E when he was in the crowd eating, eating the popcorn. <laughs> but the popcorn segment with uh, with Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns and uh, Paul Heyman was was a great, memorable uh, scene for me. I don't know why. I think it's because that's the first time I really saw Roman Reigns enjoying himself, doing something mm-hmm. that's outside of his character. And it made him more human to see him sit there eating popcorn watching this match. Um but do you guys start? Are you guys starting to see cracks starting to form in the bloodline, or do you think the bloodline is stronger than ever? Let me go, LP. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of you know we, we've been talking about it for a while. Wrestle, uh, not WrestleMania at Royal Rumble is when it's gonna all fall apart. Everybody think Cody Rhodes gonna win the Royal Rumble. Sammy is gonna win. If Sammy is in the Royal Rumble, Sammy is winning. It ain't if. Sammy is there, and that is going to how that's going to be how they're going to play it. They're going to play it a lot like how Evolution broke up. They just not doing it exactly like Evolution when 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 Batista won, and that was the whole entire uh, change of the game. So I think it's good because they like they they need something to go on. They got to start losing the stuff. Um, Roman Roman is Roman. Is, he's starting to feel the the, the power of Sammy. He even said it. You know, you you think you're trying to run this? I think I think the biggest swerve, which is no way this is gonna happen, but the biggest swerve will be if the bloodline turned on Roman and made Sammy the leader. That would be the biggest swerve 
ever, which I don't think they're going to do that. But imagine that. Everybody loves Sammy. Even Paul. Even Paul was like, dang, you know, Sammy, I've been trying to tell you, man. Like, imagine if they if they flip and they betray Roman. I don't think it's going to be Sammy, though. Look at it like this. If they jump Sammy and they beat Sammy and take Sammy out, he'll have some beef or whatever. But Sammy teaming up with KO against the bloodline. That's on how long, where, where is that going to go? We already got a made-up match coming at Royal Rumble. You know damn well, KO's my boy, but you know damn well he's not about to beat Roman at, at the next at the next pay-per-view. It's not even a match he even considers going the other way. Only thing that match can do is set something up towards the whole entire breakup thing. Um, KO and Roman Reigns, man, had this back and forth for the last couple of years. I think the first time that they faced uh, on a major promotion was back in 2017. And then the next time they fought uh, was at the beginning of 2021 when Roman had the whole Tribal Chief run. And now we see KO versus Roman Reigns again. Uh, I don't think KO would take it, but if he did, that would be that would be huge. I don't I don't see them going with KO moving forward. You know what I'm saying? And, and pushing that all the way uh to the to WrestleMania. I, I really don't see that. I think Roman is going to have the belt until WrestleMania. And I honestly believe I honestly believe that Roman Reigns should just go ahead and retire the belts, man. And then they they'll split and then the Raw brand and the SmackDown brand to compete to see who will be the new champion. I think that would be great. Let Roman retire on top so when he comes back, he has an effect like a John Cena. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, they adamant on having Roman lose these belts and trying to figure out the best way for that to happen. Uh, but we really don't know. So, you know, we'll see. If KO really does have a chance, do you guys think that KO has has a chance against the Tribal Chief? Let me go, Chef Showtime. Oh no, no, <clears throat> I don't think it's the. I think everybody blaming Sammy like White. Everybody gonna turn and Sammy gonna win the Royal Rumble. Now, I have a feeling it's gonna be Solo Sokoa because they pushing this undefeated streak. Then if, if how they, how you say they gonna flip? And turn against the, the tribal chief. All three brothers gonna flip and turn against the tribal chief. Cause you, you forgot they had that beef. And it was the tribal chief was beating up Jay and Jimmy, making them do whatever they want. I think they're holding back right now. So when when Solo Sequoia win the Royal Rumble, they gonna flip on him. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I look at Roman Reigns like a Joe Jackson. You know what I'm saying? He beat them boys into success. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> People say what about Michael Jackson, but you know Joe Jackson made Michael Jackson a star. He beat them boys into success. Same thing with the bloodline. Roman Reigns demands a certain level of excellence, and, and, really? and he made them rise up to where he was. Now I'm not saying the Usos weren't already a great tag team. I mean they had done won the belts a couple of times before then, but they, this run that they have now has submitted them as. I ain't gonna say the greatest, but one of the greatest tag teams in WWE history. And he, like a couple of his little mentions, he 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 mentioned that his family do hold grudges. So I'm thinking 
Hey man, fight it out at the cookout. You know what I'm saying? That's how I look at it. <laughs> fight it out at the cookout. You know what I'm saying? You just do it like that, man. Um, speaking of the Usos, man, we uh, had a gauntlet match on Monday Night Raw, uh, where there was a bunch of teams that were that were fighting each other in this gauntlet match, uh, and the winners of this gauntlet match are none other. Then Judgment Day. And guess who won for the Judgment Day, fellas? Side ass Dominic Mysterio won for the Judgment Day. Now we have the Judgment Day versus the Usos. I want to see it. Fellas, let me go around the room. Let me know what you think about the Usos versus the Judgment Day. And do you think that the Judgment Day can win the Raw tag team titles. Let me go to LP. Man, that was the biggest bunch of baloney bull I've ever seen in my life. I know, uh, I know Don being in prison and shit, but damn, he got super tough. Since he, got he kicked out of stuff that ain't got no business being kicked out of. It's like, I, it's like, come on, man. I, I would rather they would have let it yeah, I would. I rather speak Proverbs have lost to somebody else on something else and let somebody else lost like that. Like, not don't do the boys like that. I don't, I don't let it where they did it, man. That was some more cool Like, I I do think Judgment Day got a chance of winning, which makes no damn sense. But <laughs> I I ain't gonna lie, it was entertaining because it was funny the way Damien. <laughs> Damien Priest didn't want him to be his partner at all. Like he was just like, "Yo," <laughs> he, he was like, yeah, he, was, he was super deflated when he realized they were like, "Hey, look, me can't go on, so it's Dominic or nothing." Yeah, he was like, oh. don't be soft. I know yeah, he was looking at Rhea like, "Come on, Rhea, damn, you can't get in the ring with me." But <laughs> hey, man, he took Dominic, and Dominic pulled off the win for the boys, man. So you got to give him a little bit of credit. You know what I'm saying? Just a little bit. Chef, what do you think about the Judgment Day versus the Usos? And do you think the, the Judgment Day can pull off the W and win the Raw Tag Team titles? Judgment Day don't have no chance to win the Raw Tag Team titles. At all. Cause they no think, chance? Nah, because their whole thing was they had Rhea Ripley and the extra person outside the ring. You got, now you got you got the Usos with Solo Sakura, and you might have, if Roman let him out there, Sami Zayn on the outside of the ring. They have no chance. They like, might not be there, though. What if, what if they not there? They're they going to be there for that one. They're they going to be there. What, they'll kick him out the arena again? They're going to sneak back in? I they, mean, I mean, I mean Rhea, Rhea's still going to be out there. Rhea's still going to be. Rhea is still a factor. Let's not get this twisted. I don't care if the bloodline is out there. Rhea is still a factor. Do you think that Solo scared to punch on Rhea? Solo yes, because he's not going to hit Rhea. They're not going to let him do that. Or Mia Yim will be out there. For what? That ain't her group. Her and her and her and uh, Rhea got a little beef. But she she was the only reason why she was even brought in was because of the OC and the thing that was going on with uh, AJ Styles. There's right? a female out there that's going to stop it. 
And I and they just had a, a one on one not too long ago. Uh, and she was real one. Yeah, real one. Uh, and and me cheering or uh, me and Yim, she looks good, man. I mean, she she if she just got to put in some more character work and talk more on the microphone. I always knew once me and Yim came up to main roster that she will be uh, a, a star, but. You know, I think that she really has to go ahead and, and you know, start putting boots to ass and start, you know, talking to talking on the microphone a little bit more to get over with the crowd, man. Um, I think that she has the ability to do it. Uh, but, you know, Rhea, like I said, Rhea Ripley is still a threat. And so when we see the Judgment Day and the uh, Bloodline face off, I think that's going to be very interesting. And I think that can be uh, some good storyline there, preferably. I wish the edge was still there because it would have made sense. It would have made sense. Give Edge another shot. The Judgment Day are facing the Usos. That would have that would have made more sense to me than 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 what they're doing now. But I guess I guess they they're trying to push this. So we'll see the Judgment Day versus the Usos, man. But to be honest with you, the group that I really am excited to see. Possibly face the bloodline. And I wanted to see this when the bloodline was first even thought about. But the Hurt Business are showing more vignettes behind the scenes of a possible reunion. MVP is, is showing Shelton and Cedric again. I don't know what Omos is. Omos ain't been around lately. But it looked like the Hurt Business is going to get back together. I, I really want I really I really want to see that because I still got my hurt business shirt so I want to wear it but I can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't wear it unless they come back and form the group um but are you guys excited to and I know we talked about it before but I think that now it's it's starting to uh come into fruition but do you guys see a hurt business versus bloodline feud in the future? If they do bring the hurt business back, let me go, Mister Everything. Um, <clears throat> no, I don't. Honestly, I I wish I did, but I, I honestly don't. Uh, I don't really feel like the fans are really getting behind Cedric and Shelton right now. They're getting behind Shelton by himself because he's he's been doing it for twenty years. He still looks good. He still can go. He still can get busy. Um, I don't really think they're getting behind Cedric along with. Them. So that's the issue right now. I think they need to figure out something for Cedric. Uh, and Cedric is a great talent. You know, I've, I've been in the ring with him. I've been in locker rooms with him. He's an amazing talent. He can go. He can talk on the mic. He's got to give him an opportunity to be able to do it. I think he's been sitting stagnant for so long that he just is like he's just stale to the company now. And the fans are not really getting behind him because they're like, okay, well, we it's, like, it's almost like they don't even know Cedric, who Cedric is anymore. Yeah. You know, when, when he was in a Cruiserweight Classic and he was in the, the 205 Live, they were they were on him like, yeah, like he was a monster. Now it's like the fans looking at him like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. He does work here. Okay. So, you know, I don't know. He, he's got to step it up a little bit more. 
Yeah, I want I want to jump on in on that uh, with Cedric Alexander, man. I think Cedric is is a very under underutilized talent. Um, he's very good. You just mentioned that, and that was on my mind about the, when he held the cruiserweight title, man. He was really good, and he was you know really doing a lot of moves. The cruiserweight title was. I like the cruiserweight title, and I really think they should bring that back, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know why they got rid of it on NXT. They brought it to NXT, and then they got rid of the belt altogether. Um, and I don't think they, they should have done that. I still think they should have kept the cruiserweight title because it, it does uh, give a different style of wrestler uh, an arena to kind of move around in and, and face other wrestlers to have a similar style to be able to put on great matches, man. And Cedric Alexander was a great champion at the time. Uh, even when he was in the Hurt Business as a tag team, and him and, and, and Shelton wasn't really gelling like they were they were supposed to. Um, he was still good then, and I thought we were going to see the emergence of Prime Alexander. And uh, I hope with this uh, reunion of the Hurt Business, he has a, a chance to really display that Prime Alexander character and really bring it a lot bigger uh, than what it is now. But I would love to see the Hurt Business form. I hope that happens within the next couple of weeks. And if they do, I'm going to scream like a little girl. Uh, and I'm going to talk about it for a good two hours. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm excited to see. Hopefully the Hurt Business does form. I'm, I'm seeing these vignettes and I'm getting excited, man. But uh, I think that's that would be my dream. That's what I wanted to see. Uh, at the beginning of 2020, man, was I wanted to see the Hurt Business versus the Bloodline. When the Bloodline started forming, I wanted to see that. Um, so hopefully we get a chance to see that, fellas, coming up soon. Uh, also, man, we saw a match between uh, KO and Baron Corbin. Uh, that was very interesting. Listen, I have to still give credit to JBL, man, JBL is still one of the best heels in the business. This man's mic skills are unmatched, and I re and I really uh, like JBL, uh, even though he's pushing the Baron Corbin. And I think, but like I said, Baron Corbin is a is a real player. But uh, Baron Corbin versus KO was a was a really good fight. Uh, KO came. Uh, he he uh, won that match eventually, but. Um, and then after he won the match, the bloodline came in and jumped KO, beat him down. And then KO just started fighting back. And then one by one, he was hitting him with chairs. Bah, 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 and taking the bloodline out by himself. I thought that was a great thing. LP, that's your boy. How did you feel uh, about KO taking on the whole entire bloodline? Oh, man, I, I loved it, man. I love that they finally giving KO... You know his shine. I don't want them to be. I don't want them to be doing a little too much, like making him like he Hercules. I still wanted. To, I still wanted to make sense, but right. uh, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. I think that um, Ko has always been one of the best they got on the roster. And not always used. So I definitely. Um, I'm hoping that I don't want him to lose to lose this upcoming match. And then fade away again like they did him before, because he's definitely gonna lose. So I don't want them to do this and then cut it off before WrestleMania. Like that's my biggest fear about this match coming up. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, 
Like I said, I thought that was a, a great match uh, between KO and Baron Corbin. And I want to see Baron Corbin a little bit more on TV, especially with JBL, man, because JBL is so good as a heel, man. Um, I just I just think that that dynamic together was was really great. So I had to talk about that particular match because I know that's your boy, KO. Uh, Mr. Everything, what did you think about the Baron Corbin versus KO? And uh, how you feel about JBL as a heel, man, uh, heel manager? Uh, I think it was a waste of time. KO versus Baron Corbin. I mean, it, it didn't make it didn't make any sense to me. You know, it was just a oh, we need something for KO to do. Put Baron Corbin in the spot. Like, what what was the purpose? It served no purpose to me. Um, but I do feel like JBL as a heel in this particular um position is going to turn into uh, JBL versus Baron Corbin. At some point, I think Baron is going to disappoint JBL to the to the extent where he's going to hit him with the clothesline from hell, and that's going to that's what's going to really skyrocket Baron Corbin's uh, career. A, a, J, a, a match with JBL and a big turn on him is really going to help Baron Corbin's career go to another level. At this point, right now, is it something for him to coast with? Um, but I really feel like Baron Corbin is going to disappoint JBL. JBL is going to turn on him. They're going to have a match. Um, he'll beat JBL, uh, and that's going to really push him to another level. It's going to really turn a switch on for, uh, for Baron Corbin, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I definitely see uh, Baron Corbin uh, disappointing JBL and <laughs> Because JBL been calling him a wrestling god. And uh, Baron Corbin is good, but he's no wrestling god. Uh, but he's trying to push this this whole character. Um, is it getting over? I don't know if it's getting over with the fans. But for me, uh, JBL is definitely getting over. Because like I said, I, was a, I wasn't a big JBL fan, but I was a huge Bradshaw fan. Um, and I kind of missed that, that period of time when JBL was champion. I remember seeing a little bit of it. But um, I had kind of tuned out uh, around that time. But I was a huge uh, Bradshaw fan. Um, but we'll see, man. I, I think you're right. I think that uh, Baron Corbin is going to disappoint, and uh, JBL and and JBL is just going to turn on, man. We'll see how that kind of pans out uh, moving forward. Uh, but fellas. Let's go ahead and jump into these segments, man, because I got uh, some comments over here. Uh, let me go ahead and read some of them. Uh, one of them says, Chef, we hungry. So uh, let's see. Uh, Chef Showtime. What did you cook, brother? We know we got to go over to the chef and uh, see what chef's best damn recipes is. Oh, and, uh, Chef, I believe you told me you made some ribs. Yeah, I think I can see, show you the video. I got you. I got you. you. All right. Uh, beautiful people, enjoy this video of Chef's Toe Time making some best damn ribs.
Gotta do the play by play for the people. Uh, Chef is seasoned in both sides of the ribs with his uh, seasonings. Rubbing it down, giving it a nice little dry rub on that thing. Gotta pat it, rub it, strip it, smooth it out. Flip that thing around, do the same thing on both sides, evenly. Evenly distribute the seasonings before you throw that thing on the grill. What you know about it? Put that thing down a little bit. Huh? Boy, that, that meat looks super moist right there, Chef. Woo! You got to find the result. Mm. <laughs> I got real hungry all of a sudden. Yeah, you can find that recipe on our page on Best Damn Wrestling. You got you got the, the special seasoning on there and show the, how to cook it. All right, my man, Chef Showtime came through with, with the grilled ribs, huh? With the rub on that thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they look delicious. Uh, beautiful people, you can find more of Chef's recipes on our uh, Facebook page and also our Facebook group. So whenever you get a chance, go and join. And you can check out more of Chef's best damn recipes. Let me go over to Mr. Everything. Uh, it's been a lot happening this week, man. Uh, we got to ask Mr. Everything, what was your best damn match? <laughs> My match of the week would have to be uh, the tag match between the Usos and Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Um, it was a banger and banger and banger and banger and banger of a match <laughs> um the boys were out there and got busy um and i love the finish i love that that um that finish that the usos utilize where jimmy pushes his foot behind jay's back to keep the pin down love it it, it is so sneaky it is it's it, it gives me twin magic Oh, in, in a whole different in a whole different way. So, um, congratulations, fellas! You guys are my best damn banger after banger after banger match of the week. <laughs> you better know it. Oh man, uh, Mister Everything! Thank you for that match of the week. LP, LPZ. Uh, it's a lot of stuff that goes on in wrestling. We got a lot of moments to happen, a lot of entertainment, and a lot of jaw-dropping stuff. So we got to go to LP, and that's him. What was your best damn wrestling moment? All right. Sorry about jumping in and out. Brother, trying to work and do the same thing. Uh, best moment of the week, man. That is so crazy. I think the best moment of the week for me is Vince McMahon coming back. Because I told y'all he was coming back. A lot of people fell for that bull crap. Oh, Vince McMahon. Oh, we even, but oh, we get the salutes and oh, we gonna miss you, Vince. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I never doubted for a minute. Vince is a real life villain. And villains <laughs> always come back. Vince McMahon is Cobra Commander in a human form. This dude just came back. <laughs> came back 
fired five, six people when he came back about to sell the damn company he created. <laughs> He's a monster. Vince, Vinny Mac. <laughs> like right now, if Vince McMahon was to die, it would be like, who shot JR? Stephen McMahon is a suspect. <laughs> Triple H is a suspect. Half the damn WWE roster is a suspect. They're going to have to do a, 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 um, a Knives Out movie on who shot Vince McMahon. <laughs> like, I knew <laughs> I knew he was coming back, man. And for better or worse, he did come back. The next time he leaves, though, he would completely be gone because he's gonna he's gonna be out anyway. Uh, but yeah, that that actually was the best moment. I love being right, and this was just something that I just been waiting. I knew it was gonna come, and it came back big. He didn't need back in there. He dove back in there. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he did, man. And to be honest with you, fellas, uh, I got to give Vince McMahon coming back as executive chairman the WTF award. What the? What's that? What the? What's that? Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think that deserves the WTF award. Um, Mainly because I mean I love Vince, man, but why come back? And I and I know why he came back to close this deal, um, but it does not put uh, the company in a favorable light. How they flip flop and change directions so much through, throughout a, a season, you know what I mean? Um, I think that Triple H should have just I think they should have just kept things the way they were, man, but. Like I said, they're trying to sell the company. In. And you're right, LP. Vince McMahon is the ultimate heel. He is the bad guy boss. Uh, and you got to give it to him, man. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see this this uh, bio pick on, on Vince. And I think that <laughs> this is going to be a part of that bio pick when they do officially make uh, a bio pick on Vince McMahon. Um I mean, just his resilience, man. And, you know, he's one of those cats that you just can't tell no. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Vince, you got the WTF award, man, because that was a shocking moment for me. Uh, fellas, let me go around the room. Do you guys have any nominees for the WTF award? Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic will forever be a nominee of the WTF award. Chef, why you giving Dominic WTF award? Because he was scared to wrestle. Like, no, 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 no. He can wrestle. He can do it. He don't hurt. Let's go. <laughs> no, yeah, he's scared. That that, that uh, uh, the two hours in jail made him a thug. That yeah. Qualified the WTF. Oh man. Uh Dominic said jail changes the man. So and, and they had a little segment. Where the Miz was trying to figure out what those changes might have been, uh, <laughs> you know, did something happen to Dominic while he was in jail? Did he become somebody's girlfriend? Uh, did he kill somebody? I don't know. He got a whole teardrop right here in his eye. So you know, all these questions inquiring minds want to know. But Dominic, you will forever have the WTF award, Mister Everything. Do you have an nominee for the WTF award? Yeah, I just enjoy. What was that? Sorry, had a phone call come in. 
Um, but the writers who thought that that whole jail segment for um, Dominic was a good idea, <laughs> they get the WTF award. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what they were watching. I don't know if they were watching the Orange is the New Black or they were watching uh, uh, what what was the, the jail TV show that was on HBO way back in the day? Oz. Um, Oz. Yeah. I don't know if they're watching Oz or something. They, they watched the show way back in the day and, and uh, um, what was it? Uh, the women, women go to prison or something. I don't know what they're watching. Stop watching TV and come up with something better because that was just dumb, stupid, and ridiculous. So you guys get the WT Alpha Award. <laughs> oh, man. LP, <laughs> do you have a nominee for the WTF Awards? I would like to give the WTF Award to Chef Showtime and Mr. Everything for <laughs> hating on Dominique. Dominique <laughs> finally got one damn thing going for him, and y'all guys want to hate on his ass. He finally got a deep, he finally got something in his and y'all trying to take, take it away from the man. <laughs> you know what? Point. I'm not even surprised. I saw that coming. I saw that coming. It's like a uh, oh, WWE writing. He got a he got a tattoo on his eye. He did some real time up in there. And y'all trying to play y'all trying to play Dominique. He about that lifestyle. I don't know, man. Dom Dom went to uh to the holding cell and got his booty played with. Now all of a sudden he a thug. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> oh man. But uh, <laughs> Dominic, Dominic Mysterio, uh, you got to get that WTF award, man. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny, fellas. Man, it has been a great show. Uh, let me go around the room, man, uh, and ask what you guys got coming up. Let me go, Mr. Everything. Uh, so this Saturday I will be in Selma, North Carolina for w, I mean, DCW No Remorse. Uh, we have a show in Selma this Saturday. Next week I will be in Illinois, possibly. I seriously doubt it. I don't want to doubt it, but I doubt it because the airplanes aren't working, man. The airplanes ain't working. <clears throat> so... Um, I'm supposed to be in Illinois then, and then at the end of the month, there is an NWA tryout that I'm going to go and get busy with. Nice. Uh, but other than that, uh, I'm just chilling, just waiting for these big opportunities to come through and go out there and put booster faces like only Mr. Everything knows how to do. That's what we're talking about. Uh, we wish you uh, support for that. We'll be there to support you all the way through your NWA trials, sir. We got you. LP, let the people know what you got going on and where can they find you. As always, you can find me on Instagram, one click photography, spell the word out. We doing photography all the time. Matter of fact, I'm in the middle of doing photography now, but I still made the damn best damn show. So definitely come check me out anytime you guys need to shoot anything. Fashion show coming up April the 23rd in Durham, North Carolina. The Renaissance Fashion Show is my next uh, big fashion show coming up. Uh, somebody said they wanted to be in it, but somebody didn't come cast. So somebody couldn't be in the show because they didn't come cast for it. But uh, we ain't going to talk about that right now. <laughs> I didn't know nothing about it. 
Hey, you got to pay attention to our medias, brother. We supposed to be keeping up with what we got going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, beautiful people, if you want to see more of what LPZ got going on, you can check out our pages. I also missed everything. We have all our all of their information on our pages, so you can check out uh, all of their endeavors. Chef Showtime, what you got going on, and where can the people find you? The only thing I got going on right now is all the Super Bowl training for when the Super Bowl happens. You know, I know you're gonna need all this training and stuff. This yeah, it make my head hurt. <laughs> but they can find me on Facebook. They can find me on Twitter, Twitch. Snapchat at Showtime or Dante Carter. Even on, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Uh, and beautiful people, my name is Brian Renegade. You can find me on all platforms at Brian Renegade. And if you want to follow the show, you can join our Instagram at The Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can join our Facebook group at The Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can join our Facebook page at The BD Wrestling Podcast. You can join our Twitter at Best Damn Crew. You can join our Twitch at The Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And you can join our TikTok at Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you want to support the show, you can go to our Patreon. Go to www patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast to support your boys for only five dollars that's a soda a drink and a burger you can support your boys and get all kind of goodies we got cups mugs hoodies shirts all that jazz so go to our patreon www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast to support your boys folks We've been doing this a little bit lately. Let's go around the table and get a final word, a word of advice for the beautiful people. Let me go, Mr. Everything. That's sorry for it. It's a stupid move, Vince McMahon. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) He says it's a stupid move for Vince to sell the company, man. We don't want Vince to sell. Exactly. Oh man, LP, you got a word for the beautiful people. Uh just be good people. Life is short. Just be good. All right, all right. Uh, Chef Showtime, what you got for the beautiful people? What do I got for the beautiful people? Nothing. <laughs> just. <Y'all>? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff had nothing for you, people. Jeff had nothing. Uh, I think, I think I'm gonna have to uh, quote the infamous, the infamous words of the great Eddie Murphy. If you want to be successful in life, there's three things you need to do. Three things you need to do. Number one, pay your taxes because they will come and get your way. Number two, mind your own damn business. <laughs> and number three, keep Will Smith wife Will Smith wife your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful people, best damn nation. Thank you for joining us. 
We will see you next week on the next Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Fellas, I will see you next week. Beautiful people, we bid you adieu.